Sunday, July the 18th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We are super excited about the first of our summer series in the book of James. The book of James is exactly what we're saying, a call to action. It's like we've been preparing for something. It's about we've been incubating ideas, thoughts and longings for when life would return to what many of us have called a new normal. And now suddenly, as we go through these summer weeks, we are able to move from a looking forward to a longing, to an embracing, to an acting. It's a bit like we've learned our lines, we've rehearsed the script, and now we get to stand on the stage. The book of James is a wonderful call to action. And this morning I want to put it in its context. Who is this James? Well, the most likely scenario is that the James who wrote this letter is James, the earthly brother of Jesus, or perhaps should I say half-brother, I don't know how you can really be the earthly brother in the full sense of the Son of God who was both human and divine. But James and Jesus had the same mother, Mary. And we know from the Gospels that James was the eldest of the other children, and we know that they found Jesus' behaviour his claiming to be the Messiah, his wandering life with a band of wayward disciples, an absolute embarrassment. We know that they thought Jesus was mad. And we know that uh, uh, they, they at times disowned him and on other occasions went to him quietly and kind of begged him, tried to persuade him not to carry on with this great Messiah escapade and perhaps to go back home and carry on the family business. And then it goes silent about James. We hear nothing more of him until suddenly his name reappears in a letter that Paul was writing to the Corinthians. We know from the letter of Paul to the Corinthians that the risen Jesus appeared to Paul, appeared to the apostles, but Paul tells us also appeared to James. Something had happened, and the Bible is so frustrating sometimes because it doesn't tell us the whole journey. Something had happened that had taken James from being that embarrassed brother, that disowning brother of Jesus, to worshipping Jesus as the risen Lord. We don't know the story. We don't know what happened. But we know there was a story that ended with James meeting the risen Jesus and worshipping him as the Lord of all. And so James writes 
his letter to the church, James then became a very prominent church leader, leading the church of Jerusalem, being involved in leading the church at uh, key theological moments of dispute, a man of great influence, and he writes this letter to a whole group of churches at a difficult time in their story. James rose to be one of the great leaders of the early church. But what's his story? We don't know. But what we do know is that he met the risen Jesus. He became captivated by who Jesus was. He became absorbed by the beauty of Jesus and utterly convinced that Jesus was the Christ, the one and only sent into the world from God to rescue it and to save it. So what's your story? We don't know James's detail, but we know where it ended up. Meeting Christians is not enough. Meeting churchgoers is not enough. Coming to church is not enough. It's meeting the real Jesus, the risen Jesus, that leads to complete and utter transformation. And the rest of this letter, honestly, doesn't make much sense unless you've met Jesus. This call to action at a time of trouble doesn't have any kind of gravitas or pull on our lives unless we too have met Jesus, become captivated by him and seek to live for him. Two things tumble out right at the beginning of this letter to James. James says, I am a servant. Given the prominent status of James in the early church, it's interesting that he should describe himself, firstly, as a servant of God. Being the great leader of the Jerusalem church must carry some pretty big status, you would have thought. It would like be being the Archbishop of Canterbury of the day, the, 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 the big the big egg, um, the most prestigious church, the first church, Jerusalem, whatever it was called. So that must have carried some weight. And yet James says, no, no, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God. I'm willing to become downwardly mobile. Why? Because he'd become captivated by Jesus who, who, who gave up being equal with God and, uh, and, and grasping at all that Jesus had by rights to become a servant, to become even obedient to death. So James meets the risen Jesus and such is the transformation in his life that he says, I've become a servant of God. In this new season of activity, where are you, where am I going to be a servant? To honour God by serving him, by setting aside status, position, titles, all of that nonsense, which frankly I find hard sometimes to understand as we follow Jesus, and just being willing to be a servant. So firstly, James's transformed life led to him being a servant of God. And then secondly, it led to him living a life of surrender, a life of service and a life of surrender. The Jesus that James had mocked and ridiculed and misunderstood 
and got frustrated with. He now recognises as the risen Lord. And he says, whatever else I'm going to do with my life, it's all for Jesus, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the call on our lives as we meet the risen Jesus. And that's the position that only position that makes sense as we go through this book of James that we're calling action. And rightly, you would say, these are difficult times. These are turbulent days. We're in the midst of trouble. Absolutely. And so were the people that James was writing to. And yet, when your life has been captivated by Jesus, you can't help but serve God. And surrender the whole of life, your life, to him. So as you think about the question of your life of service, where will you be a servant of God? There's also this second question. Will you live a life of surrender? To what or to whom are you giving yourself to? James had met the risen Jesus. And however difficult and however turbulent the days, he couldn't imagine anything else than living a life of complete surrender. And so we begin our journey through the book of James. Action, a life of service, a life of surrender. As we begin to... Build new rhythms. Where are you serving? And to whom and to what are you surrendering? God bless you this week.